0: You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow with Pharmacy IT and Me and welcome to another welcome to another episode. And joining me on this episode, we have Dr. Christopher Lin and uh, we're going to be talking to him about his role in pharmacy informatics and pharmacy technology. So thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, I hope you're doing well. How are you doing today?
1: Hi, Tony. Um, I'm doing well. Just got off work at 2 p.m., which is a pretty nice aspect of the job. So can't complain.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, just before we begin talking about the details of your job and the details of, you know, what you do, can you kind of give a brief overview about um, who you are and I guess like why you wanted to get into pharmacy technology
1: in the first place? Uh, yeah, sure. So again, my name is Chris Lynn, as Tony mentioned. I originally am from Southern California, the LA area. So I went to undergrad at UCLA, took a really far adventure for pharmacy school to UCSD. Uh, I know it doesn't sound too far from LA, but it was kind of far when I moved out. And then I actually, after finishing pharmacy school, I was kind of on the fence of what kind of pharmacy practice I wanted to do, and so I thought a residency was like kind of a great opportunity to explore further and still have kind of that crutch of some oversight while I figured out how to be a pharmacist. So I ended up applying to BJA1 programs and matched up in Portland, um, which is actually another great opportunity for me to explore pharmacy outside of the bubble that I was living in in Southern California. And there, I kind of explored general practice as farm pharma- inpatient pharmacist, as well as how inpatient pharmacy is affected through operations, both at a local and regional and system level. And that kind of opened the doors a little bit more into was possible from a more system level approach to clinical practice and that's where i got exposure to more informatics and technology um, aspects of clinical and pharmacy practice and kind of set the ball rolling to what ultimately turned out into a second year residency at loma linda university for specifically in pharmacy informatics and there I kind of explored one aspect of pharmacy informatics and technology, which is the optimization and build on the, the back end of a pharmacy and hospital electronic medical record system. And so that's where I got my experiences um, for that. And I was lucky enough to stay on afterwards, the same organization immediately after pharmacy residency. And that's where I continue to work now.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, so you didn't know much about the informatics side when you were in school. And I, I heard that you said you started to gain more of a knowledge for it during your PGY-1. So I I guess my question was like, what kind of technologies were you exposed to that kind of got the ball rolling when you were doing your PGY-1 program?
1: So. As a student, uh, like you mentioned, um, and in previous podcasts as well, there's not a great amount of exposure to informatics that kind of at least develops really strong interest in the field as a student, just due to the limited amount of exposure and access that you have as a student. And so that was the same for me. Even though we did have an informatics class, um, informatics being as broad as it is, it was kind of... One aspect that I wasn't necessarily super interested in, it seemed kind of far removed from the clinical aspect of pharmacy. And so I kind of shied away. But um, as a student on rotations, um, you get your hands a little wet with the actual use of the electronic medical record system. And that includes growing pains with like what you can and can't do there. And so uh, even though I never actually had exposure as a student on rotations, per se, in terms of the technical aspect of informatics, it's always kind of a thing that you have in the back of your mind when you're working with the system, saying, how come I can see all this information in this one report that I want to see, but in this one, that's for another disease state, it has almost nothing that I want to see? Or how come I can't see this lab right away when this one is available? Or this thing isn't doing what i wanted to do so that's always something that i thought could be improved and i knew there were people doing that out there i just didn't know who they were what their backgrounds were and how it affected me and again as a student you're kind of single-mindedly trudging towards the final goal of graduating and like getting a job afterwards and you kind of want to flex your clinical muscles and so I didn't have that direct exposure as a student. And so as a resident, when you're given the opportunity to, um, kind of own your practice a little more and see what's out there and you're obligated to do different rotations and kind of own the operational piece. Cause as a student, you, when you do rotations, you're just following clinical staff you're doing rounding you're doing actual clinical work versus as a practicing pharmacist and resident you do that in addition to operational activities such as actually verifying orders actually um, dispensing and checking orders and so you get a different glance of what you how the system affects your day-to-day and during that time when you're you're learning about all those things, you kind of realize that there's ways to improve it. And luckily at my PJ1, there was actually a dedicated rotation available um, for informatics with the people who kind of helped guide that operational change to help improve the practice of pharmacy with how it relates to the electronic medical record system. So long story short... I kind of always had it in the back of my mind as to process improvement plans, but I didn't actually get the opportunity for a dedicated uh, rotation to do so until my first year PGY1 residency. And that was a specific opportunity that I was able to grasp well there.
0: Awesome. So, you know, for your experience in your PGY1 program, how has that experience? Like learning the operations, learning the clinical aspect of it. How did it contribute to, you know, you you being successful when you went into your PGY2 program in informatics
1: and also like what you're doing today? Um, I think it's super important to have an operational and clinical understanding of what your users that you affect do and experience when you do transition to the IT side. And so uh, in terms of what it's offered, it's actually given a very good baseline understanding of the needs that your users have and how anything you do can um, improve or even worsen their day-to-day lives. And so this is just my plug to anyone who doesn't necessarily have that IT background. It's a lot easier to teach someone clinical and understands the operational parts, the technical requirements to help improve those things, but it's kind of hard to do the reverse because you've never stood in their shoes. You have to kind of go through the day-to-day, um, not rely on just descriptions of what they do, but actually seeing and experiencing their like minute pains Um, and the operational practice to really understand how you can improve or impact their change and their day-to-day practice. To actually answer your question, those experiences made it a lot easier when I did transition to the IT side to really kind of understand why the tools that we did have existed and exactly what their uses were for.
0: So in your training like when you complete your training in PGY2 and you moved on into the actual working uh, role of informatics pharmacist, what kind of things did you do? was there like a, was it a tough transition or did you kind of already know because you had the training involved in PGY2 or is it a little bit different than what you had?
1: Um, I think in my specific scenario, it was actually a very easy transition. And the reason I say that is because, so, so the type of work that I do now, which is specifically working with Epic, Loma Linda's uh, electronic medical record system, even if I were to go to another organization, every organization's Epic system is very different. Uh, in terms of how they've built it and the specific optimizations and tweaks that they've done for their organization. And so because I was hired on by Loma Linda immediately after my PJ 2 with Loma Linda, it was actually the same system for me. And so I kind of was able to utilize the entire year's worth of knowledge that I uh, got for just understanding how the system works specifically for Loma Linda and apply it to my work as the natural informaticist. And what was also nice is um, my specific PJI 2 Again, every informatics PJI 2 is different, but my my program kind of placed me as essentially a new employee So I wasn't really treated as if I were like a student. It was as if I were just a new employee who wasn't familiar with the system yet. And so with that, my year was essentially working as an informatics pharmacist already, just with a little more more flexibility with the type of activities I was doing because I was a one-year contract resident. But because a lot of the things that I was doing and learning and um, affecting was the part of the day-to-day job of someone who would have been part of the team anyway. When I got hired on afterwards to be an official member of the team, my work essentially didn't change. It was essentially exactly the same as what I was already doing as a resident. I had projects that I, if I didn't get hired on, I would have had to hand off to whoever else or a new employee or someone else on the team. But because they hired me, I essentially was told, well, you know, that project that you didn't finish last year, well, now you can finish it now since you're officially hired by us. So Mm -hmm. it was actually a very easy transition. It was literally, I didn't even change desks. I didn't change seats. I was just off for a couple months because i asked for some time off it was just like an extended vacation i was like came back my role was different my title was different but my work was exactly the same oh
0: that's really cool that's that's a really smooth transition all you needed to do was just actually you didn't you didn't need to do anything just took time off
1: yeah it's so funny because It's even easier for them because even if they did get a new employee from somewhere else, they would have to, like, train them with the system, do the HR stuff, do all of that stuff, which takes, like, I don't know how long, a couple weeks to a month. First day on the job, when I got back, I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? And then they... I just sat down with the manager that I was already working with and it's like okay these projects are now the priority these things that you were already working on uh, since you were gone we need you to pick these up right away um you can put this one on the back burner this on the back burner but this one number 1 this one number 2 and these are the new projects we're going to be putting you on too so it was literally like I was just gone for a vacation it wasn't like I was starting a new job <laughs>
0: Wow. I mean, it makes sense because they invested that whole year for uh, in, in training you. So it makes sense, right, for you to just continue and continue with the projects that you do.
1: Right. And I'm actually really glad I was able to stand because it's kind of difficult to leave a project unfinished and you kind of want to see how it ends. And then also, like I mentioned, the transition was so smooth because I was at the same place. And I don't know how difficult it would have been if I were to go to a different organization and have to relearn the system from scratch, uh, especially since I have already kind of taken the time to and invested in learning one system and you take bad habits from one place to another and so I might say, "Oh, we did it this way at another organization," and they say, "That's not how we do it here." And so not having to experience those growing pains again, I think was actually a really nice benefit for like moving into my actual first real world job after residency.
0: That's an interesting point you brought up. And uh, I just want to comment on that in that I came from a Cerner system and I moved to another place that's also on Cerner and it's the same system, but a different build. So there are issues like that, like where the practice kind of dictates how it's built, but at the same time, it's not all bad because sometimes, like, you know, like at the new place that I work at, uh, some of the stuff that we did at my last place was actually not implemented yet at my new place. So, that was actually a good thing. But I could also see what you mean by, you know, the bad habits that, you know, from a previous previous place that would you would bring to a new place or something like that. So,
1: And I think every place that you go to, you'll have things you can offer to them. So it's not saying that I would only bring bad habits. I would probably bring a lot of really cool uh, tips and tricks as well as new perspective on how to do things. But it's just trying to again, mesh those two worlds together into something that actually works for you. Just like if you're a pharmacist moving from CVS to Walgreens, yes, they're both retail pharmacies with lots of pharmacies throughout the country, but operationally, even though your job description is the same, it's going to be very different from store to store, even within the same organization.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Even even if you're just moving from like one clinic to another that's under the same umbrella. Yeah, it, it can change a lot. So going back into your role today, I know you kind of like touched upon a little bit of it. But um, I didn't really ask you specifically yet about what are your day to day duties? Do you have kind of like a day to day routine? Or is it really like what the institution needs in terms of projects? Like what is kind of like your day in day out role?
1: Again, I work specifically with the EPIC system, and our role with the Information Services Department is to be the analyst that's the expert in a specific, um, I want to say, module for that system. And so I'm on the Willow team, which is specifically the pharmacy and medication build aspects of the system. And so our day-to-day tasks revolve around anything medication or pharmacy-related, and that is as broad as it sounds. So our day-to-day tasks and our team's tasks are broken down into... We operate on a ticketing system, so we get tickets to kind of use to track what things need to be done. And they're broken down into like break-fix level, which is stuff that needs to be kind of fixed right away, smaller fixes here and there um, into requests that are more larger optimization pieces and projects, which are essentially um, requests on steroids, which affects multiple groups, multiple users, or like a large um, group of uh, clinical staff. And so our work is comprised of all those types of work and it really depends on um what your role on the team is as well as what the needs the current needs are and priorities are for which ones you do. So I do do each of those each day. I'll spend some time doing break fixes. I'll spend some time doing um, optimizations. I'll spend some time on projects. But in my role specifically, I focus more on the project tasks that we have. And so I personally like working on things that take a little more critical thinking. It takes a little more um, vetting before moving forward. And so I work on a lot more... Um, long-term projects than more short-term optimizations and break fixes. But it really depends on what's needed that day. So, for example, uh, before I clocked out, actually, we had... I was working essentially the entire morning on this new project that I'll be leading, um, but towards the end of the day we had um, some incidences come in that are more break fixes, so we jumped onto those because those needed to be addressed first. So it depends. It's kind of a combination of what you mentioned there are tasks that you got to do but it gets things get shifted around based on um the actual needs and priorities of that day or that week or that month
0: okay okay so when you were talking about like you know long-term projects uh you know you've been working as in your current role like as a informatics pharmacist for about a year now and you were in the residency program for also a year so what do you define as like you know a short-term versus a long-term project
1: So it's easily broken down to for us who work in the system already for Loma Linda because they're broken down to requests slash projects. Like that's how they're defined in the ticketing system. But I would say requests are more things that can be done over the course of like a day to a week versus a project or something that's going to take like a minimum time of like. I think they said like 40 hours. So like at least like a week into months. And so I would say smaller optimizations are we would like to be able to map this new premix medication into our logic that smart selects which product to use um, automatically, or we need a new mixture record to be able to order. Insulin in this very specific way for this specific patient population. It's more one-off requests that aren't immediately able to be fixed or be done, but um, can be done relatively quickly if we have the time and resources. Versus a project is something more um, that affects a larger group of users or impacts has like larger repercussions in terms of what the end product will do. And so, for example, my residency project, my major project as a resident would actually fall under that realm of, again, project, even though it came in as a request, because it was to essentially build a UTC monitoring system for the uh, providers and pharmacists to help implement and support a guideline that was passed by the PNT committee
0: okay awesome so thank you for sharing that you know you're talking about these projects and I know project management skills are probably like a necessary thing. And, you know, sometimes students or other pharmacists ask about what kind of other skill sets are necessary or required to know to get into pharmacy informatics. So do you have any advice to people who would ask that question to you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I definitely think pharmacy informatics isn't for everyone. There's always the question of, will I fit into pharmacy informatics? And I would tell people that are interested in and might want to pursue that path that um, the not necessarily the skills that you have, but the interests that you have are kind of these critical thinking, not the same day to day activities, but how do I like I have a goal that I want to achieve and there is no guided way to get there how am I going to get from point A to point B um, with the resources that I have available? And if that's interesting to you, like be able to develop a plan to do that, informatics might be a better fit versus someone who just wants to, I know what I know and I know what needs to get done and the exact way I need to do, get to point A from point A to point B and I know how to get there, I just have to do it versus the one who says there's no road yet. And I like to be able to figure out my own path for getting to that destination. And so that's the kind of interest level I think people should have when kind of approaching whether or not they are well-suited for informatics, as well as like the ability and the desire to do critical thinking on a day-to-day, um, which just supports the fact that you have to be able to critical think to be able to, again, create that path Um, for completing a project. And again, project management skills are definitely very important. I wouldn't say mine are the best. You just have to be able to do it or at least know how to leverage your resources to be able to reach the end point because you don't have to be the best at everything. You don't have to be a great project manager. You just have to recognize what uh, things are fundamental and key to be able to pull off the success of your project and know how to delegate otherwise. So it's again, it's kind of a hybrid management slash uh, independent work type position and having the skill set to go back and forth between being very independent, as well as being able to work very closely with a group and a team. Those are the type of skills I think would be important for future informatics pharmacists.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And if people had questions, like if students or pharmacists that are, you know, currently in like a different setting and they're they're really interested in informatics, if they had additional questions for you, uh, what's the best way that they can reach you?
1: I'm always available by email. I'm probably glued to my phone way too much, uh, not only for work, though. I do get all my work emails on my phone, but for social media as well. So i um, reaching me at my email, which is chc lin at edu um, would be a great way to reach out to me I'm always available through email and can answer any questions there.
0: Awesome, awesome, thank you I'll be putting that in the show notes uh, for anyone who's interested in reaching out, but to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again so much for taking some time out uh, of your busy day, I know you, <laughs> it's, it, you have busy days all the time, so thank you so much for taking some time out to uh, be on the podcast today.
1: Yeah, definitely, thanks for having me
0: All right, if you like our show, please share with your friends. Or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at tony at pharmacyitme.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at pharmacistconnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And remember, technology is a tool